Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, intimacy problems for a man. Moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 108th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has just given up. Today, we uncover gift 17 plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue and get in that queue and get in that queue and get in that queue. Let's get a call here today. Some calls, 313-RADICAL, that's 313 313- 723-4225, or you can call by using your uh, browser at callinstudio.com uh, slash radical1 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Quote of the day, and as we always do, we have to start out with our quote of the day. I like these so much. It gives us a way to to get things rolling. Um, And so as we begin, quote, 
I always want to see you behaving like a brave soldier who does not complain about his own suffering, but takes his comrades' wounds seriously and treats his own as nothing but scratches. End quote, St. Teresa of Lejeune to her novices. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And we are back. We are back. And today's content is uh, its kind of good. It's really good. It's a good concept. Um, it's one of the things that I talk about all the time that is so, so important for us husbands to really understand um, what we need to do to keep our wife interested, for us to be excited in them, them to be excited in us. And many times over the years, we, we, we forget that. You know, matter of fact, it don't even take years sometimes. It might take a couple months. <laughs> so um, today, how to save my marriage when my wife has given up. It is part of the Holy Lover series, which is a Holy Lover is what I've come up with and have based my program off of. Uh, because these 33 gifts, if done, will keep your wife happy and satisfied forever. The main the, the thing is, though, that you have to maintain the habits and do what you're called to do, and you will see things will be great with Lord, the Lord, with your wife, and there is nothing better than that. So what is a holy lover? A holy lover is you becoming the man that God created you to be, and you becoming the husband that your beloved wife needs. And as we go today, we cover gift number 17 because there are 33 gifts that a holy lover bestows on his beloved. And I have been going over those. We are now on gift 17. And today that states a holy lover wins the heart of his beloved daily. A holy lover wins the heart of his beloved daily. So why should you win the heart of your beloved daily? It's important because men, we get lazy, and if we don't have a goal of that every day, then we're going to slip into days and weeks and months and years of not putting the needs of our wife first instead of our own. Um, and then what happens is she becomes not excited about the marriage anymore, the relationship, and then you already not excited. And so then what starts to happen is you just become a mediocre marriage. That's what I call a mediocre marriage. There's no fire. There's no passion. There's no desire. There's no, um, there's no, there's no need. There's no feel the need of to make each other excited and impassioned about this lifelong relationship that we said that we wanted to enter into together. And if then what happens in a mediocre marriage is you just go along to get along. You really don't argue. You really don't confront each other. You really don't really do much together. 
you know, if, if a kid gets married or something, you'll do that. You might go to church together, but you really, you, you're home and you're, but you're not present. Neither one of you. I know a guy, I had a client where basically he would come home, he'd sit there, watch TV, and then his wife would sit there and knit in her chair. They didn't talk. They didn't say anything. Well, she left. Um, and we we got to understand, we neither one of us, our wife or the our, us as husbands, do we sign up to go through a mediocre marriage for life. A mediocre marriage, is it's, it's almost the worst thing. It really is because it's indifference. Nobody has the the will or the 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 motivation to make their marriage great to do anything about it. So we just kind of sit around, and you know, and and that's terrible. And that's terrible. You know, you almost rather be in a bad marriage or a terrible marriage, or being at least you know if you can't be in that, be in a good marriage or a great marriage. You know. So next question is. Why do men lose the fire and passion for the beloved? Um, we do that because, well, we have that I've already conquered her mentality of, well, next problem. You know, I want to get married. I got married. She wanted to get married. I love her. She loves me. And so we got married. And then, well, we've got that solved. So now let's go and do all the other problems I got. Problems in my job. Problems in my, uh, you know, my car. My problems in making money all these kind of things, and then I move on, and then I kind of forget about that woman who I promised the world to. Uh, the next question is, why does a wife lose the fire and desire for her husband? That's real simple because, well, the husband lost the fire and desire for her. Remember, men are the leaders, and we're called to lead in every aspect of our home, uh, no matter what it is, and romance is one of them. Remember, wives want to be one. Every day there you were the, uh, the unsaid rule is no matter how long you've been married, even or if you're dating, according the rule is the man chases the woman, then the man has to catch her or she has to let him catch her. <laughs> so that's that. Next one is how do you win the heart of your beloved daily? And we're going to go on, over a lot of things. To, to, to help you understand that. And you know what? A lot of things, these things I'm going to go over, you don't really, um, you don't really probably have never thought of before. A lot of them you have. But the key is putting them all together and making it a habit every day or at least most days to, to get that to where it's supposed to be. And then um, the next one, why is emotional closeness so important for our wives? Well, because without emotional closeness, women, they, they don't, they don't understand why they're here. They don't, they don't think they love you. They don't think you love them. And it is the most important thing for a woman. Um, and most guys don't know that. And it's, it's, it's sad because they don't see it coming when she is unhappy and depressed and in, in a bad emotional state. And he acts like he doesn't see it. Then over the years, things go worse and worse and worse. And then finally, she can't take the pain anymore because everything, of course, everything is the husband's fault. None of it's her fault. Um, he's not making me happy. Um, and then kind of things just go from there. And so um, in our last series, we covered 33 clues that our wife may want to divorce. 
Um, it's important. That series is very important in that it teaches you how to read your wife and the clues that you can come up with and see help you see when your wife is unhappy, she is depressed, she is about to leave or wants to leave and don't want to, doesn't want to confront or talk to you about it. Most women, they don't talk to us about stuff or their husbands about stuff because they don't want to argue. They don't want to, they don't want to cause a problem. They don't want to fight. They don't want to um, get hurt. They don't want him to get hurt. So they just feel it's better to avoid the problem. Of course, that is the worst thing you can do. Because over the years and the months, it becomes what? It becomes avoidance. And avoidance is the worst thing where I don't say anything. I just say to keep the peace. I just keep my mouth shut. He's not going to listen. She's not going to listen. So why say anything? Um, you know, that that is not going to work. And it never does work. And so in the 33 clues, of our wife might want a divorce. That's kind of where we were going. And that should help you a lot. Now we are into the more positive things of how to create that great marriage, the thing that you can do to create that great marriage that you've been wanting, that soulmate, the one that's your best friend, the one you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to be excited about, do great things together, have all these kids and raise those children. And believe it or not, it all comes down, if you want to keep it simple, it all comes down to relationship between the husband and God his and his wife, the Trinity. God, you, and your wife. And if you can get that relationship right, the kid's going to be fine, all right, no matter what happens. But most of the time, people place the kids, the problems of the kids, the problems of everything else above their issues. And a man and a woman can't work together and, and solve a lot any problems if they're not on the same page and they're not in love with each other and in tune with each other, okay? So I ask you to become a warrior because this is hard. These things are hard and it's, it's the way it is. And I ask you to become a warrior and put your sword, you know, get your sword together and, and put your armor on and um, really get into involved in this today because embrace it because this does work. It's proven to work. I've proven that it works. It's just one facet of becoming a holy lover, of getting your marriage together, of getting your wife back, of getting your wife to love you more. If you're in a marriage that the things are okay to get you to even make your marriage even better. This right, this gift of winning your wife's heart every day is a core, core center, other than the prayer and suffering and sacrifice, is the core, core center of her love for you, of keeping that emotional connection. Okay, so after the break, we're going to get deep, deep, deep into the content today. But first, I want to invite my callers. If you have a problem of like, how do I get my wife to love me more? What do I do? I'm in a situation where my wife, um, we don't have any passion or fire about each other and, and these things like that. Call. Give me a call and let's talk about it and, and try to get that solved. All right. So we will be back if you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help visit savemycatholicmarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free yes within 30 days learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you visit savemycatholicmarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation i've helped hundreds of men in their marriages allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience visit Save My 
SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. So with the radical rant of the day, we have come down to, as promised, how to save your marriage when your wife has given up. Holy lover gift number 17, which states, a holy lover wins the heart of his beloved every day, every day. We say we love our wives more than anything in the world, right? When we marry them, we do. We tell them that. We make the unsaid promise and the unsaid promise of, I will love you forever. I will make you feel special every day. You will always be the number one priority in my life. I will give you the world. I will make you the happiest woman in the world. Remember those promises. Remember those? Yeah. It's a tough, it's tough to live up to that, isn't it? As we find. Why? Because over the years, we slowly but surely begin a habit of breaking that promise, don't we? We do. We don't mean to, but we do. Then when she becomes unhappy and unfulfilled and asks for space, we then desperately try our best to regain the passion, the fire, and the emotional closeness that has but all faded. And that is what I hear every day, 24-7, seven days a week. <laughs> Men, we allow the emotional closeness to go with our wife. We might think we have it or it's there, but they don't think it's there. And we allow it to, to seep away then there comes the end of the marriage. It's the end. And once it's gone, it's you can get it back. Now, don't get me wrong. You can get it back, but it's hard. It's hard. A lot of men come to me when the emotional closest meter is on empty, past empty. And they just can't understand. Well, I'm praying every day. I've been praying. I had a guy tell me, man, I've been praying hard for two weeks, man. I can't believe she ain't back yet. What is wrong? Why ain't God helping me? <laughs> you know, you know, we're just, we're ignorant. <laughs> we are ignorant. It's like, we really believe that we neglect our marriage for years. And then when it comes to a head, it's like, well, I got to do this and it's going to help. And it's, and I've got to, I've been doing this for a month, for two months, a week, I don't understand why she's not responding, why she's not saying anything, why she still hates me. You know, um, the thing about it is once the emotional closest meter gets to zero or half full or three quarters empty, it's, you know, basically she's on her last leg. It's like she's been planning to get away. She just didn't know how. She might be saving money. She's making plans. 
and you're just do do to do as a husband. We're just do do to do do do. We're gonna go to work. I'm gonna go to work, and I'm gonna make this money. I'm gonna pay these bills and get my credit score right. And I'm gonna do this and get my car fixed and take my car to the shop and mow the grass. You know, talk to the kids. But then, when it comes to to being that husband that our wife is needs, someone that she can lean on and talk to, and be approachable to, we just we fail. We failed, but we weren't like that before. Winning your wife's heart, hearts every day is a challenge, but it's not a bad challenge. It's a good challenge. It keeps you on your game. It keeps her from wanting to be with you and near you all the time. And if you don't want to be, some guys say, well, man, I don't want her around all the time. Well, then that's your problem. You married her. You married her. You can't make a lifelong promise to somebody and then a year into a marriage or two years or 10 years or whatever, say, well, I don't want her around. If you don't want your wife around or you don't want to be around her, that's probably because you have, as the man, have not led your marriage in the proper way. I can't enforce enough. You as the husband are so much, have so much more power and, and so much more, you know, you you can fix this a lot and have so much more control than you think you do. Really, your wife will respond. She will. But you your wife is not a not a tool though. And she but she needs and she will respond to your love, but you can't you just can't keep over over decades allowing that love to to just put it on the back burner, continuously put it on the back burner, you know. Every day, go to work and just go, bye, bye, kiss her on the lips, bye, bye, I love you, bye, bye, come home, how you doing, how was your day, it was okay, how you doing, how was your day, it was okay, how you doing, how was your day, it's okay. No, man, that's that's not that's not a marriage. Um, and after that routine for many years, people just kind of like, they kind of like just don't understand what they're doing, where this marriage is going. And the easiest thing to do is to what? It's to blame each other because we see each other every day. We can't blame the kids. We try and blame God, but you know that's fruitless. So what do we do? We blame, you know, women will blame their husband. It's the easy way out. It's the easy way. And then they start to get fixated on it. I'll blame him, blame him. It's his fault. He's going to treat me right. Everything he does. This is why as a husband, it's important for you to fix yourself. And then what does that do? That releases all her ammunition. She has nothing. Then eventually she has to look at herself, even if she even is half has any common sense whatsoever. Eventually she will look at herself. Like I had a guy, you know, and and we were talking and he just doesn't get it. You know, he still wants to argue with her all the time, still wants to fight with her, still wants to, you know, try to prove his point that he's right and tell her everything she's doing wrong. Man, that is not that's a that's that's the that's the road to nowhere. A road to nowhere. Okay, so um, when our wife becomes unhappy and fulfilled and she asks for space, we then desperately try our best to regain the passion, the fire and the emotional closeness that has but all faded. Or we participate in the madness and in the madness and begin the blame game of, well, if you would show more desire for me, then I will show more desire for you or if you respected me more, I would give you more attention. 
you know the game by now and how it works. And that criticizing and blaming game never works and only causes more conflict and what? Resentment. Okay, it's like when our wife denies us sex as a man, we become resentful. Women don't understand that. You know, that is one of the quickest ways for your husband to lose love for you. It is. Because for men and for women, for women take a lot longer to rise, to be ready to make love. Women take a lot of you must make love to your wife outside the bedroom. And you must get her and be and, and not be selfish and give her time to rise to be ready to to make love to you. We, but men aren't like that. Men, we're ready now. And art, art, the thing for sex for us means, you know, it's a satisfaction. It's a proof we show you. We try to show you that we love you. It's our way to bond with you. And if a woman and our ego is involved, right, it's fragile. When it comes to sex, men's egos are very, very fragile. And if um, if our wife denies us the marital embrace, even one time, one you know it starts it starts and then it starts to become a habit. He gets resentful. Like, what are you doing that for? Why are you not this? And of course, men are kind of like women in this area. They won't they won't talk and ask what the problem is. They'll just kind of try to figure out what she's thinking in her own head. You know. Many times people are not in tune with their desire for sex and how it goes, how it works. Um, They just know I either want to have sex or I don't want to have sex, but nobody really analyzes sex. And that's what I do. You know, I help you in my program to analyze your sexual life, help you analyze why your wife is not making love. I help you understand why, how she thinks and how to, how to, how to get her to want to make love to you on a consistent basis. Um, most guys just don't understand, but women are even worse in that they don't realize that men, when it comes to the marital embrace, our egos are very fragile. Nobody over our whole life has taught us how to make love. Nobody's taught us how to be great lovers. Nobody has taught us, you know, about intimacy, really. Just say, look, you know, God said, go make some kids. Okay, let's go make some kids. <laughs> you know, there you go. And and so our ego is very fragile because there's no barometer. Every other place in our life as a man, there's a barometer, right? When we go to work, we get an evaluation. You're either doing good or not doing good. My car, I go out in the morning, start my car. If my car starts, we're doing good. If it's not starting, nothing's doing good. You know, my friends, I have my friends. You know, if my friends want to hang out, we're doing good. If they don't want to hang out, we're not doing good. You know, there's a barometer in our careers in every other place in our life except in the in the bedroom. Nobody wants to talk about the bedroom, and it's sad. You know, um, the problem is because sex is the second most important thing in our marriage. Nobody wants to admit that, but it is. People kill me. Oh, sex is not that important. We don't need sex to validate our love. That's a lie. That's a lie. The marital embrace builds closeness, which, huh, just happens to be the most important thing for a woman. So if we're not making love, guess what? That emotional connection is going boop, 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 every time, every week, every month. That's why you are in marriage, officially in marriage crisis when you've gone one month and have not made love. Why? Because that means something's wrong. Something is definitely wrong. And so winning your wife's heart every day is one of the things where we must understand 
that it encompasses a lot of things. And I'm going to go over that here in a little bit. Okay. So who do we stop this? How do we stop this from happening? How, 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 how do we stop the, the marriage crisis from coming? And how do we stop it from happening? How do we stop the emotional closeness from happening? Well, what we do is we don't let it happen in the first place. That's how you stop marriage crisis. <laughs> you don't let it happen in the first place. You know, how do you stay out of debt? Well, same concept. You don't get in debt in the first place. That's the only way. That's the only way. Um, and so what do I say when it comes to marriage? It's called marriage maintenance. We do the things every single day to stop marriage crisis from happening. And what is marriage crisis? I have to always explain that so we're clear. I've said one of them. Marriage crisis is, one, I have made love in 30 days, over 30 days. Two, my wife has asked for a divorce. Three, my wife has asked for a separation. Four, my wife has divorced me. Five, my wife has, at, uh, has moved to another bedroom. Six, uh, my wife has another man. Seven, my wife has filed for divorce. Eight, my wife has divorced me. Nine, my wife has filed for annulment. Ten, my wife has gotten an annulment. That's marriage crisis. Marriage crisis. And I forgot one. You're in a mediocre marriage. Eleven. Mediocre marriage. Those are those are horrible. <laughs> the problem with mediocre marriages, they don't seem like they're bad, but they are. Okay? So, you have to do marriage maintenance every day, just like when I was in the Air Force, right? I was an um, aircraft mechanic. And the way we stop planes from falling out of the sky, hear me what I just said, the way we stop airplanes from falling out of the sky is we do maintenance on them every day, every week, every month, every year. There's a, there's a, there is a maintenance schedule for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year. And that that stops a lot of problems from happening. If every time, that's why people, people get mad at, <laughs> I don't understand why people get mad at airlines. Airplanes are machines, okay? And they break down. Would you rather that airplane break down in the sky or break down on the ground? So, when uh, when they tell you when the 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 what the, the lady comes over the intercom and says flight 3474 has been delayed because of mechanical problems you should thank the lord you should thank the lord oh my god they found that problem before i was on that airplane and i was actually in the air with my wife and my family because a that is not a fun thing to be in the air and the airplane drops 20,000 feet like that uh, and so, please, I mean, that I know I'm kind of going off a little bit, but man, that's that's a good point of how marriage works. You know, you, you, it's, it's a marriage. It's a maintenance thing. You have to have things that you do every day, every week, every month, every year for your marriage. You know, like every year might be we go on vacation at least twice a year or, you know, it might be, you know, on Valentine's, on Christmas, on birthdays, on on um, what is the other one? anniversaries and stuff, those are special. Those are like the yearly things. But then there's the everyday stuff, you know, that has to be done every day to keep that closeness with your wife so that she doesn't, she always feel that you love her more than everything. And it comes to the point of priority. 
if you make her priority number one, you never have to worry about it. Believe it or not, you don't have to worry about her messing around with another man. You have to worry about her moving to another bedroom. You have to worry about her not wanting to have sex with you. You have to worry about nothing. If you do the maintenance things it takes to do every day, now it's not easy because first of all, to get this start, you need help. That's what I'm for. But I try. I'm a try my. I try my best to give you things to help you to to say okay. In the end, I need help with that. And if you need more help, then I'll help you. You know. Um, so let's get started. What to be sold? First question is why should you win the heart of your beloved daily? Well, well, um, because if you don't, you will eventually lose her love and all the important emotional connections she needs to stay with you. Oh man. I, I, I'm going to keep saying it, emotional connection, emotional closeness, boom, that's what she needs. That she feels that she can talk to you. She feels she can open up to you. She feels she can tell you her problems. She feels that you are approachable and that you're not going to criticize her or blame her or call her stupid or call her a B or call her a C and call her and just, you know, not be welcome, you know, welcome her and be empathetic and sympathetic to that. That's really all women want. Believe it or not, I have a, my wife is special. She, she don't really, she doesn't have a lot of that. So I do have a lot of that, but I tell you what, my wife is the first one to say something when things, when she senses things ain't going right. Then all of a sudden, Oh, wait a minute. Something ain't right. <laughs> you know? So my point to saying that is all women, all women have that in them. Okay. And it's very important. So that's why you got to win her heart every day. If you don't want to lose her, that's what you do. Why do men lose the fire and passion for their beloved? Many men have this unconscious, we have conquered them thing going on. And once we have her, we naturally look for the next problem to solve, right? We stop serving her and praying for her and giving her life away and giving our life away for her. And we begin treating her like she is a partner and not our beloved who we deep down love completely, but have forgotten over the pull of the daily grind. And I know that you love your wife. I know you do. But it don't matter what you and I think. It matters what she thinks. And if you allow the daily grind to pull you away from your second mission, which is one, God first, two, your wife in marriage. If you allow the daily grind to pull you away from those two relationships, you will suffer and have a, and eventually it will cause deep, deep pain in your wife. You will sever your relationship with God and you will become, have years and years of misery. Okay. Next, why does a wife lose the fire and passion and desire for her husband? Simply because her husband has lost the excitement and passion for her. Husbands are the leader and women wait around for the leader to be present. Excitement and passion are contagious. You want passion, excitement, fire, and desire? Try giving some consistently and you will see the change. Your wife will change. She will, if you become excited for her, she will come excited for you. She'll be happy to see you. She can't wait to get home. Just like when you while were dating. You couldn't wait to see each other. Like she's at work all day. Boom. I remember, man, I'd be, you know, on the phone for hours, just on the phone talking. Matter of fact, go to sleep. Wake up. Oh, oh, I'm here, baby. I'm here. You know, you be talking two, three hours, four hours with the woman on the phone. You know, that's fire and excitement and passion. 
When you see your wife, she walk through the door, get your butt up and hug her and kiss her and tell her you're glad you see her, that you miss her. If you're the one coming home, she's in the kitchen or wherever in the bedroom, you walk up to her and tell her you love her and you miss her. How was your day? Specifically, let's talk. You know, how are you doing? You know, anything go wrong? What went right? Be inquisitive. Be curious, right? It's contagious, man. It really is. But we think we get in this mode of what she's supposed to, she's supposed to make me happy. She's supposed to be excited about me. She, man, it don't work like that. I'm sorry to say, I know I say that a lot, but I'm sorry it's not set up like that. Somebody has to be the initiator. And the payoff is this. If you are the leader and the initiator and, and get things going, then your wife will take over from there. But honestly, she's really waiting around for you. Why? Because you are the pursuer. You are the pursuer. You say you want to make love to your wife. She's not giving you enough sex, let's say, as an example. Then stop bitching and whining about it. Do something about it. Do something about it. Right? Get, get in her mind. I told a guy last night, get in your wife's mind. Figure out why your wife doesn't want to make love to you. Figure it out. It's not rocket science. First of all, ask her. Sit her down and ask her. And, and, and she'll tell you if, if if you really show her that you want to know, your wife will tell you. But if, if you just messing around, she ain't going to take it. She don't want to get gold off on. <laughs> she don't. She don't want to argue and fight because she still loves you. And she knows instinctively that arguing and fighting cause problems. And that's not what she's trying to do. Okay. So things like that, man, believe it or not, if you just ask and sit and talk to your wife, about whatever the problem is, and you don't get angry, you don't get mad, you keep calm, you know, you do stress techniques, and you let her, and you listen to her, you'll be surprised what your wife will tell you if you guys don't talk much. That's one of the first problems, too. You know you have marriage problems if you and your wife don't talk, you know, or you don't talk about anything worth nothing. You know, it kills me how people will say, well, how was your day? Okay, well, talk to you later. <laughs> That's it. That was the that was the culmination of our day of our conversation together for the next 50 years, right? Next, uh, why is emotional closeness so important for wives? Because women are nurturers. They are emotional in order to bond with the children, to nurture them, and they nurture you. So they nurture the children and they nurture you. The emotional connection is important because it gives her purpose and a feeling of fulfillment that she is totally and completely loved by someone. And that someone is you, her beloved husband. Without it, she sees no purpose in being near you, her husband, making love to you, her husband, or even doing things together or talking to you, her husband. Sorry. As husbands, we must never allow the emotional close to vacate our marriage through laziness, neglect, anger, or frustration, or selfishness, okay? Again, as a husband, we must never allow the emotional closeness to vacate our marriage through laziness, neglect, anger, or frustration, or selfishness. And I've explained all of those in, in the past, and I've explained a little more today. You know, being lazy and being in your man cave is not a way to get close with your wife and build an awesome marriage. It's not. Neglecting your wife and always solving other problems and not paying attention to her wants, desires, needs, that is a way to roll to nowhere, okay? Anger, 
anger and frustration, getting angry and frustrated with our wife. All that does is push her away. She won't talk to us because she don't want to get gold off on. Um, she don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. And most women don't don't like that. You know, they might be debating kind of people or kind of argumentative, but they don't like the raising of the voice and the shouting and the and the and the, all that, you know, stuff like that. Because why? It hurts them because we're bonded together. You know. Then of course the murder of marriage, selfishness, ego, pride. You know, when she when she treats me better, I'll treat her better. When she when she gives when she uh approaches me for sex, I'll give her sex. When she, you know, when she gets it right, I'll get it right. That is a road to nowhere as well. You know, somebody has to let their ego out of the way, not be selfish, because that's Satan right in the middle of our marriages. So now we're going to get to the big daddy, the big daddy of how do you win the heart of your beloved daily? So how do you do this? How do you do it? How do you do it? What are the things that you do? Now, I'm not going to give you specific example things to do because we'd be here all day. But I am going to give you conceptual things, you know, give you conceptual things. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them because it's it's hard. But like I said, if you build the habits and you get in the habit of doing it, it becomes easier and you will be so glad that you do it and your wife will even be happier. And then all of the things that you have dreamed about your marriage has the potential of coming true. So let's start out. There's a lot, 34. So I'm not going to be going and explaining each and every one because we're going to be here all day. And I don't, I know you don't want that. <laughs> so the first one is how you win the heart of your beloved daily. The first one is our man radar is always up. We watch how she moves, how she talks, her body language. If she is sick, if she is happy, her moods. Your husband radar must always be up. Your Catholic radar must always be up. You got to be notice your wife, learn how to read her. Understand when something's wrong, you jump on it. Because if you read her and you ask questions and you get to the heart of the matter, believe it or not, you're nipping things in the bud and problems don't build up, which is great. The next one, um, once we see something is wrong, you know, her, her movement, she's limping or whatever, then we ask questions of why is she like this? Is she okay? What can I do to help? Right? We are empathetic to the situation. We love her, so we naturally are curious about, like, what? why are you acting like this, right? But we don't go to her like a jerk. What's wrong with you? No, it's like, are you okay? Is something I can do? What's wrong? You know, next... We show appreciation daily. Woo! That's one of the holy lover gifts, isn't it? We show our wife appreciation daily. If you don't show your wife appreciation daily, you will lose her. You will. You will. Eventually, it'll start one of that he doesn't love me type of thing. And we don't like when they go there. When they go there, boy, man, it's not fun. So you show appreciation to your wife daily, whatever it is, something in the past, something present, something in the future. You always show her appreciation. Why? Because then she knows that you really do care. Okay. Um, next, we show we never, ever take her or our marriage for granted again. We never, ever take our wife and our marriage for granted. Our wife is not going to always be there. 
So we don't treat her like that. Let's not treat her like that anymore. Right? You know, don't just, you know, if there's something, a problem going on, you fix it. You get take care of it. You know, don't don't put her to the side in lieu of other things because, well, she'll be here when I get home. That's not cool, man. It's really not. Okay? We protect her, right? And the number one way we protect her is we protect her from ourselves. We never let anybody, we never let anybody uh, uh, attack our wife in any kind of way, including and mostly the kids. What, Jerry? See, you can't let kids, especially boys, smart off to their mother. Because if they smart off to their mother, they're going to smart off to their girlfriends, and they're going to get married, smart off to their wife, and it just doesn't work. You never even let a, a, a boy or a girl even have the slightest attitude with your wife. Because they got to learn how to treat women and learn how to treat mothers and their wives and their husbands. And if they don't, if you don't teach them, how are they going to learn it? So you protect your wife from everybody, including yourself, which is what does that mean? You don't hurt your wife because you can hurt her more than anybody. So you got to protect your wife from your, what I mean, protect her psychologically, her emotionally, her spiritually. You don't raise your voice. You don't argue with her. You don't call her names. You don't blame her. You don't criticize her. You don't debate with her. You don't attack and defend with her. You don't do none of that stuff. You're always listening. Your body language is always right like it's supposed to be. Okay. We serve her. That's a great one. We serve her. Next one is we serve her. Serve God first, our wife in marriage second. We don't think about ourselves. All right. When we start thinking about ourselves, we got having problems. Men, real men, don't think about themselves. They don't. They put their life on the line for God and their marriage and their children. That's what we do. That's our first responsibility. That's what Christ did, right? Just look on the crucifix. That's why Catholics have on the crucifix. So we can look at that and see, oh, that's right. He did do that. Yep. Okay. Next, we do little things that show we care even though we don't have to. Woo. That's a hard one for dudes, right? Darn it. I'm going to work 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day, eight hours a day. What more she won't? Man, I'm bringing home my check. I'm even giving her my check. I mean, you know, well, in her math, what she's supposed to do. Okay. So do the little things, man. The little things that to show that you don't care, to show that you care is, is the thing about is that your wife, what your wife looks at, you know, how you hug her, uh, how you kiss her, little things like, you know, opening the door for her. Um, you know, she said, you know, boy, I wish I had some donuts. Well, you get in the car, you go to the store and get some donuts. You know, you don't say, do you want me to go get you some? That's another thing that guys do that just irks the heck out of me. Man up. You don't ask your wife. You don't ask your wife. Your wife is saying, you know, you see your wife has a need. Just go do it. Just go do it. Don't sit there and say, well, do you want me to go do it for you? No. Oh, you don't do that. You just do it. You don't ask your wife for permission to be a man. All right. To love her, to take care of her. Okay. Next, uh, we make her feel secure in our love and never take that love for granted. Don't take that love for granted. Her love, that love is fragile because it can go and it can come. It takes a long time for it to go away, but once it does, it takes a lot to get it back. This is why it's fragile, and you must always take care of it like a fragile little baby. Okay, Women get hurt by their husbands very easily. 
That's why you just heard me talk about you can't raise your voice. You can't yell. You can't scream. You can't even raise your voice, even your tonal voice. All of that is important when it comes to your wife. Why do I say that? Because you and your wife are bonded. That's how you can hurt her so deep. You're bonded through marriage, through with God. You're bonded through those children. And you're bonded through the marital embrace. And those three things, man, or affect a woman and they affect you too, but they affect her more deeply because she loves you and she will do, she wants to please you. Okay. Next, um, you continuously learn everything possible about her. Yep. That's how you win her heart. You continuously learn everything possible about her. You learn everything you can about your wife continuously over the years, which is be what? Just be curious, ask questions. Your wife has learned a lot of things over the years about the faith, about her job, about you, the children, all kind of beautiful subjects, man, that we never even explore with our wife. Believe it or not, man, the faith is one of the main things that can help grow your love because you guys are learning about God together. You're getting drawn to God for together. OK, um, next. Um, man, I should have put numbers on these because I know what I'm going to start doing. Okay, so next, you always tell her what you are thinking, no matter how trivial or terrible it is. A lot of people, a lot of guys, what they'll do is something bad will happen, and they will say, well, I'm just trying to protect you from that. Don't try to protect your wife from that. Your wife wants to know the good and the bad and the ugly. The reason why is because she wants to be there for you. She wants to be near you and to help you through it. And if you don't allow her to help you through stuff, you're going you're gonna to have problems. She will eventually think you don't love her, man. And we don't, again, we don't want to go to the, I, I know, women have to do a, a lot of things that happen to a woman that make her think you don't love her, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's the way it is, man. So you always tell your wife what's on your, on your mind, always. The reason why is because you let her know what you're thinking so she knows what you're thinking and she, she knows where you stand, she knows where she stands. And really, man, that really helps, okay? Um, next, you involve her in your life by telling her specific details about your day. Man, that is important. That's important. And the reason why is because the thing of, well, you come home and it's just a normal life, right? Everybody works nine to five. You know, the kids go to school, normal day, and then they come home and your, your wife asks you, well, how was your day? Oh, it was okay. And then you walk away. No, you tell her specifically about who you talked to, what happened at your job, who you gave the bird to on the way to work, who you got in a conflict with, who, you know, you, what you and your boss talk about. You think that stuff is boring. It's not boring to her. It lets her, it involves her in your life. Another thing too, let her decide what's boring and what she don't want to know. She'll let you know. She'll start washing dishes again. Oh, well, I guess I'll talk to you later. That was great, babe. That was good stuff. And she'll end the conversation, right? Next, you make love to her outside the bedroom. Boom. Awesome. Boom. You make love to your wife outside the bedroom every day, right? You said you love her. You said you want more sex. Well, that's how you do it. You make love to her outside the bedroom. You hold her hand. You have deep conversations. You pat her on the butt. You kiss her deeply. You hug her for 20 seconds. You know, you tell her you, you love her, you miss her, you know, you, you buy small little gifts for her. You might take roses to her, her, her job. You know, you do all these things. You make love to that woman outside the bedroom so that you put love on her mind. Guys, we don't understand that women must be, they must be um, revved up. You know, it takes a while too. Okay. Next, 
Um, we make her feel secure. You make your wife feel secure. You don't ever let her stop, stop not trusting you. She must be secure in your love. Also secure that you're taking care of business as far as financially and taking care of security of the house, that you're taking care of your security for her, like yourself. You know, your women is, is security is a very big thing for women, which we all know that, but we never really know what that really means. And those things I just said what it means. So we are forever curious about her. Always be curious about your wife. Always, always, always. I said that a little bit earlier, but more deeply, curiosity is what it builds love it builds intrigue you know it builds excitement like oh man like you don't assume that you know everything you can about your wife that's the death of marriage when we start assuming well i don't think about her that's why we look at another woman and we, we she's intriguing to us because wow we don't know her you know and that's just a man that's just how we are you know, but guess what? You know what I trick I learned? I trick I learned that I could never learn everything about my wife in a lifetime. That's what's so great about it. If you're curious and you engage that curiosity and you do all the things, other things that I'm asking you to do, you'll see it'll happen. Next, we always place her needs once and desires before our own. We always place our our needs, her needs once and desires above our own. We do that because that is what real men do. We don't worry about ourselves. And you put, you said she's number one. So if she's number one, that means you can't, you can't have two number ones. You can't put your wants, desires, and needs at the same level as her wants, desires, and needs because somebody ain't gonna get served right. Okay. Next, we listen to her daily without interruption, and, and if we do interrupt, it is only for clarification on a point she has made. Boom. That's a hard one, right? Our wife is talking. And then what do we do? Interrupt her or say, uh-huh, whatever, or you're full of this, or that don't make no sense, or whatever. And man, that's not cool, man. Um, women, you start interrupting her, you don't listen to her, that means you don't value her opinion, and that's a road to nowhere. Okay. Next way to make our wife uh win our wife's heart every day. We place her needs, desires, and wants first and foremost inside the bedroom by understanding that she needs what she needs as a woman to feel completely and totally fulfilled sexually. I'm going to read that one again because you didn't hear me. <laughs> Next, we place her needs, desires, and wants first and foremost inside the bedroom by understanding what she needs as a woman to feel completely and totally fulfilled sexually. Now, people are going to say, why are you talking like that? Why does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. But see, every man in the world wants to know that secret. Everyone wants to know. Every man wants to know that secret. But you have to ask the question in order to get the answer. Right? As a man, you must learn how to please your wife sexually, completely, and fulfilling, totally fulfill her in the, in the, in the bed, doing the mental embrace. If you don't, you will have, you know, misery. And we're going to be going to making love mastery in a few gifts. That's the third category of uh, Holy Lover, of the Holy Lover series. And we're going to go really deep into that. But just to keep it short for the day, man, you've got to understand how to be a world-class lover. You just do. Because every woman needs that. They are. Because sex for women is 10 times more important than it is for a man. Why? It affects them deeply, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. Nobody wants to admit that, but it's the truth. And as a man, if you understand that, that will help you to be the lover that your wife needs. Next, 
Um, inside the bedroom, we leave our ego at the door. Boom. Inside the bedroom, we leave our ego at the door. You don't worry. You don't, you're not, when you get in that bedroom with your wife in that bed with your wife, you're not trying to talk about what you need. You're not trying to talk about what you want. That's the road to that's the road to nowhere. You you not, you know, your wife is the one that you need to be trying to make happy. And if you focus on her, your you will have all the, the sex that you want. Now, how do you do that? Well, we ain't got time to go in that today. <laughs> so uh, we solve marriage problems immediately. Oh, that's a big one. That's the goal with the take it for granted thing, right? You solve marriage problems immediately. You don't go to work. You don't say I'll take care of that later. You know, your wife is sitting there crying. You got it. You've got to fix these things now or at least get it to a point where you say, listen, I got to go to work, but I promise you we'll take care of this when I get home. Boom. You've already made plans. You fix marriage problems immediately because when you get more than two marriage problems, you can't solve them by yourself. You need a professional to help you out of it. Okay. And this is what I mean. Okay, you don't mess around with you got marriage problems because that's why every guy that have ever come to me, this is what they did. And it's hundreds of them. That's what they did, man. They didn't. They knew there was a marriage problem. They didn't solve it. I mean, seriously, sit down and solve it and get it fixed. Now, you don't wait till next week. You don't wait till next month. That's not what you do. Okay. next, we help her with her personal problems and give advice only if she asks but otherwise, we ask her when she is finished, is there is anything we can do to help? Okay? Boom. Um, that is, that's, that's very, very important. And if we don't do that, if we don't do that, then, you know, you only, you only give, ask your wife, can I, you know, can I help you if, um, no, you always ask your wife, can I help, but you listen first. Right. Let her let her get it out. You know, let her just she might not really want you to do anything. But at the end, you just kind of say, what can I what can I do to help? OK, uh, next. Uh, what is the next one? We don't act like every other. Man in society and only do special things or buy her special gifts on her birthday, anniversary, Christmas or Valentine's Day. We do these things throughout the year and spontaneously. Oh my God! I must take them. I have a caller, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer this one. Take a quick short break, and then we'll uh, talk to our caller and come back to this. But I'm gonna read it again. This is a very big one, gentlemen. This shows that you really, really. This is how you really one of the prime ways to win your wife's heart every day. We don't act like every other man in society and only do special things or buy her special gifts on her birthday anniversary, Christmas, or Valentine's Day. We do these things throughout the year and spontaneously. Listen, you're, if you're your wife's beloved, every man, if they're worth anything, gets their wife still on her birthday or Valentine's Day or Christmas or anniversaries. Everybody does that. I mean, she appreciates it. But to back that up and to take it deeper is you become a man of intrigue, that you you do things and special things to surprise her when she don't even see it coming. That's how you get that heart. That's how you get that soul, dude. That's how you do it, right? And so if you can get in the habit of doing that, even if you got to put it in your phone to remind you to do something special, that is okay. The fact that you even did that is important to her, all right? 
So with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to come back to uh, our caller. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. Ooh, I am running behind. I have an appointment. Okay, so we have a caller, and I'm going to put them on now. Talk. I hope it works. Hello there. Jerry? Yes? How do you get um, a contradiction resolved within um, the teaching that you have. What I mean by that is, even during the session today, you talked about how you're not supposed to criticize your wife, but I have a habit of always telling the truth to my wife, which that's criticism of my wife. I'm letting her know how I feel. And that's what women say they want, but they don't want it. Right. So when you, so the way you do is you have to sit them down and, you talk to them. You really don't blame them. You you tell them that you have a problem with you, and then you give it to her and ask her what she thinks, and you talk it out like that. What most do, what most guys do, is when they criticize their wife, they their tonal voice is terrible. Um, they um, their they their body language is bad. They raise their voice. They get excited. They get frustrated. That is not the environment to solve a problem with your wife because she will get defensive and she will start to, to get hurt. But if you sit her down, this is why it's very important that when we talk to our wives, it must be in a baby voice. And what I mean is this, it cannot be direct or aggressive. Why? Because you can, we can hurt her. And so it has to be like, you know, sweetheart, I want to talk to you about something. It's not, Hey, I got to talk to you about something. And so the difference, believe it or not, your tonal voice, everything, your body language, everything, when you sit down and talk to her, it will relax her and, and let you know that you have a serious problem and you want to talk to her. Now, she still might be upset, but the way you present it to her, it won't hurt her deeply. It won't hurt her, you know, and so you can have a conversation like that. The way most people do, they want to solve conflicts, is they don't prep the situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's one thing I... I haven't had the opportunity to do is I was always a firm believer that you have to have your wife have a out from every conversation where she feels uncomfortable. And it used to be part of 2004. I'd, any woman I was involved with, I'd say, if you have a problem with me, just say, how about them Red Sox? That will freeze me like a deer with headlights on me. <laughs> like now that. it's October 23rd. <laughs> now it's October 23rd because October 23rd is when she left. If she just says, how about October 23rd? If she was to ever say that to me, I would freeze like a deer with headlights on me and my total focus would be on her. Yeah. I like and that's that. that's her subtle way of letting me know um, there's something wrong. But the one thing I don't understand, Jerry, is so all the um, conciliation I've done with the church, going to reconciliation, in the prayer... Am I being unrealistic to think after a year and a half of being separated in the middle of a divorce proceeding, I'm fighting with the judges and lawyers to show how much I love her to honor the marriage. Am I approaching it wrong then in that aspect? No, because prayer is a bucket. So what does that mean? That means that 
God knows that the problems that have come that's in your marriage, that he, God knows that. Now, you're asking God to repair that, right? So only that gonna, that's, as, as the man in the home, you know you have special powers in that area. So what happens is through your suffering and sacrifice, through prayer and penance, what happens is you start to fill up that prayer bucket. Now, the, the downside of that is, only God knows when that bucket is full. And once it's full, he will answer your prayer. But see, God, most people don't know that. And so they just think their prayer doesn't mean anything. But it does mean something. It means a lot. That's why in my, my program, guys start, they start uh, skipping on their prayer regimen and they wonder why things ain't happening. Well, that's one of the reasons. That every time we skip on a, on a prayer or something that we're, we're for penance, for penance or whatever, we are not filling that bucket the way it needs to be filled. And God is outside of time, and He knows when that will prayer will be answered. But it's going to take a certain amount of power. I mean, certain amount of sacrifice from us, the husband. Okay, I just started to ask real quick because uh, um, today makes three weeks of no contact from um, two days after our divorce hearing. The judge said as of Monday. There's no resolution, and there's a motion to stay everything all the way back to the beginning of the case because the case was fraught upon the court because the first attorney had represented me previously. So the petition being filed was wrong from the get-go. I'm trying to force the legal issue that she has to file a whole new petition just because it's um, from a credibility standpoint, it's fraught upon the court. And it needs to be started all over again. I, I don't think she's going to be open to doing that. But I'm not under any orders that say I can't contact her. But I haven't had contact with her for three weeks because of everything that happened on that court day. Do you have any suggestions on that then? So you won't get in trouble for there's no protection order or nothing like that, right? I think you said that. No, the judge made a, a but it's called moral turpitude. She signed an order and the former judge signed an order that specifically stated I could have contact with her by email and it violates the attorney-client privilege and her attorney did it. That's how bungled up this case is <laughs> that, that they have screwed. And I think it's just God working his will even in the courts because I'm not the brightest guy out there in the world. But if I can see it, clearly the judges must see it too and saying. God, this guy's beating us. He's not even an attorney, and he's pointing out the obvious. You know Mr. Obvious from the Bob and Tom show? Uh-uh. Have you ever watched that? No. That's what it reminds me about being in court. I feel like I'm Mr. Obvious. I was asking that questions of Mr. Obvious, and it's obvious to me. God's given us the avenue to have communication, and I was writing love letters to my wife, and I stopped three weeks ago. Mm. Okay. I, so I, I was just asking for that man, reason. I, I know you got other things. No, I would. I, uh, man, your wife reads them. I'm pretty sure you told me that she does. I wouldn't stop. Matter of fact, I would start asking her, is there any way we can talk? I would consistently ask her, is there any way we can talk? We can get together. We can have a text conversation. Ask for what you want. Keep writing the letters. Let her know you miss her, that you love her, that you care. And and then you know, but in all the time, at all the time, you know, I would love to have a text conversation, or maybe we can go out to coffee. We can have a phone conversation. You know, never stop pushing that. Well, I'm gonna, can I can I ask you one quick question before I get off here? Yep. 
She's witnessed me fight for my daughter for 10 and a half years. And she's witnessed me take on every judge and not back down from that fight because she knows the prize is my daughter. Now I'm fighting over her. So the prize is her. So it's not like she doesn't know I have the history. History always repeats itself. Um, if you don't learn your lessons from it, I'm fighting for her because that's what I'm supposed to do. My question to you is, if I have that contact with her, I just want to drop the sword and make the fight about the problem, not make the fight about us. Exactly. Am I wrong for having that attitude? Right. And if I were you in your correspondence with her, I would just talk about a new marriage. Make it new. Forget that old marriage. Make it a new marriage. And you're trying. So which means what? I don't talk about the old marriage problems. I don't talk about all that old stuff. She's a new woman. I love her. I'm trying to court her. I want to. I want to be with her. And so that's how you do it. And then hopefully, and then you continue to ask her. You know, can we have a text conversation? Can we have a? It'd be nice to have a to have a phone conversation. Maybe you and I can go out to coffee. But you don't do that right away. You you do it in increments. And once you get the texting, then you can do the um the phone. Once you do the phone, then you can do like maybe a coffee. Once you do a coffee, maybe you can have dinner. You see what I'm saying? And you consistently push that, and 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 your and all your letters should be loving and sympathetic and empathetic to her situation and how you feel and how you want to build something new with her and that you haven't forgotten her, you know, because that's how women are. Obviously, somebody is coaching your wife of don't talk to him, stay away from him or whatever. But if she really did want, if she really wanted to stay with you, what she would do is she wouldn't read your stuff. I agree. I, I don't know if I made a mistake by uh, um, telling, I said, one of the things about you asking for divorces, there's been too much stuff advertised on Facebook about the problems that we've had in our relationship. I want you to unfriend me. That's a, a sign of respect towards me on Facebook. Because I believe if you're going to have a Facebook page, you should be like my cousin, Matt. He and his wife have a page together. They don't have two separate pages. Mm -hmm. And to be quite frank, that would be a great check and balance for us if we were to have that page. So she actually deleted all her profile with the exception of the picture from California that we had a year and a half into our marriage when we went on vacation and um, rode it off into the business because we did some work training out in California. She has nothing else posted. So she's primed to have a new page written with me. I'm just asking if I made a poor mistake in regards to that by asking her yeah. to block me on Facebook. I would say, yeah, because that cut, that was an avenue that y'all could have maybe talked a little bit. Believe it or not, you need as many avenues to talk to her as you can until she actually starts talking to you again on a regular basis. You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I, I just thought maybe because of the 21 day no contact, I just figured that that would give her enough time to say, Holy cow, he's been writing me love letters for a year and a half. Now, son, he's gone cold turkey on me. Yeah, but you guys are in a fight in the courtroom, and the 21-day no contact is for specific situations. But in your situation, I would, have, I, would, I would like to see you try to open up as many avenues of contact as you can. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. All right, Thanks, Jerry. Talk to you later. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. You too. All right, all right, all right. So we um are gonna take a break and then we will be right back.
If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. So what we're going to do in conclusion today, we're going to make a part two to this because it's Friday and I have an appointment at noon. <laughs> and sometimes the live, it went a little too far today. So what I would do is do a part two to finish up um, how to win your wife's heart every day. We're past you know, half of them, which is good. And so what we'll do is come back on Monday and we will finish up. So, in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!